Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Peak Northwest, an outdoors and travel podcast by The Oregonian and Oregon Live, dedicated to the adventure and exploration of our beautiful Pacific Northwest. I'm Jamie Hale. And I'm Jim Ryan, and together we take you to some of the most beautiful and interesting destinations in our region, discussing where to go, what to do, and places to see. And today, Jamie, I have a bit of an embarrassing thing to admit here on the show. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, okay, uh, lay it on us, Jim. <laughs> All right. So uh, you remember when I was raving to you a few weeks ago about my trip to Silver Falls State Park? Yeah, yeah. Well, that was my first time ever going there, Jamie, uh, which I feel like is kind of a humongous hole <laughs> in my Oregon outdoors repertoire. Well, I'm like, my first reaction is is to be like, what, Jim? I can't believe you've never been to Silver Falls. And then I, you know, I'm taking a step back and I'm saying, you know what? That's completely understandable. Thinking about all the places that like, I have not been in Oregon as a travel writer. Yeah. Um, I think that's totally normal. But Silver Falls, one of the most popular places in Oregon, the crown jewel of the state park system. Mm -hmm. That was your very first time, like your first time ever being anywhere in the park. First time entering through uh, into Silver Falls State Park. Uh, I, If you can't tell, I'm an extremely... Uh, an enthusiastic visitor. I very much enjoyed myself, had a great time, but was just kind of like, wow, holy moly. I can't believe I haven't been here. You know, this is, uh, I don't have Google maps up in front of me here, but roughly, you know, an hour and a half from my house, maybe up to two, I don't know, but not terribly far. Obviously beautiful, a very heralded park, a place that uh, is well known, uh, very busy and beloved. And I had never made time to go. So I don't know what my deal was if I thought it had a reputation of, you know, too crazy, not very adventuresome, whatever it may be. Uh, I don't know what was in my mind exactly, but I'm very glad that I made it happen. And I'm here today on the show to convey that enthusiasm and tell folks if they have not been, uh, it is high time to make it happen. You know, I, I think there's a lot of different places in Oregon that people don't go despite how beautiful and how close they are to where they live. And I think we could do a whole show just about Mm -hmm. those places and the many reasons why people for whatever reason have not gone to them. But I love focusing in on Silver Falls because it is, like you said, Jim, super close to those of us here in Portland, obviously even closer for folks who live down um, the Salem area. It's over there in Silverton, just um, outside of Salem. And there's just so much to do there and so much to see there. So 
I think today we can focus on telling folks all about how to see Silver Falls, what to see there, and Jim, why it's so important for folks to go check this place out if they haven't seen it before. Yeah. So I went to Silver Falls State Park with the intention of hitting up the Trail of Ten Falls. And Jamie, I know you've hiked this trail. Mm -hmm. I know you have written about this trail, taken some beautiful photos of the waterfalls along this trail. Give us a basic rundown here. What does this look like? What's the deal with the Trail of Ten Falls? If, of course, the name doesn't give it away already. Yeah, so it's a 7.3-mile loop hike that takes you pretty much through most of the main area of the state park. And it takes you, as the name suggests, past 10 waterfalls, some larger than others, of course, you know, but they're all, I think, legitimate waterfalls. Mm -hmm. So you're not talking about little creek rapids that some people count as a waterfall. These are all like legitimate falls that you pass. And it takes you down through the forested canyons down there of Silver Falls State Park. And it's just a beautiful, beautiful spot through the rocky trails. There's some little wooden footbridges. And just, I mean, for those who like taking pictures of waterfalls especially, so many opportunities to take so many different kinds of pictures of waterfalls along that hike. Yeah, and we're going to get to some photo tips a little bit later in the show here. But Jamie, I think you did a great job encapsulating what this trail is all about. But to take it a step further, I mean, you can walk behind some of these waterfalls, kind of getting this wowing, misty, bizarre, different view of the waterfalls that maybe you're not used to getting. You know, I I can't think of too many times where I've been able to hike behind kind of a towering waterfall and some of these falls are are huge, Jamie. We talked about the the scale a little bit. It goes from 27-foot Drake Falls, so a relatively small one, but still very legitimate waterfall, to the 177-foot South Falls, which is kind of the main easy, if I'm not mistaken here, Jamie, kind of the easy tourist attraction that you can go glimpse pretty easily without kind of doing too much hiking, actually. Yeah, that, that's kind of the, the main way that people do Silver Falls. A lot of times they'll, they'll go to the, the South Falls parking lot, go check out South Falls viewpoint, maybe hike around and see a couple others. So checking out the waterfalls does not have to entail seeing all 10 of the waterfalls. But for those who can and are interested in hiking a little bit further, going on that full 7.3 mile hike, boy, that is just, it is one of the, I think, the best hikes you can do in Oregon. And the concentration of waterfalls in kind of beautiful natural features is great. You know, I, I feel in a way like I'm raving about something that everyone else already knows about. And I just have kind of gotten my first glimpse of it. Hey, everybody, have you seen, you know, insert movie from the 90s here? And it's like, well, no, duh, Jim. Of course I've seen that movie. Uh, That's kind of how I feel about Silver Falls. So maybe I'm kind of preaching to the choir, so to speak. But, you know, I I did this uh, trail as a, a trail run, went out, set out by myself on a weekday, either I think it was late afternoon, maybe very early evening, but uh, I think it was late afternoon. And honestly, I mean, the crowds were practically non-existent and uh, it was not cumbersome at all to kind of uh, find my own space out on the trail. But Jamie, with all of this, you know, uh, raving about how great this Trail of Ten Falls is, we should note that a lot of other people feel the same way. That's right. Silver Falls is one of the most popular state parks in Oregon. I mean, for good reasons. All the reasons that we are talking about are the reasons that people like to go there, obviously. So I think when people talk about visiting Silver Falls, like when should I do it? The big questions um, that 
really play into that are what time of year should I visit to see the waterfalls mm-hmm. maybe at their best? And then what days of the week and what times of day should I visit to ensure that it's not going to be too overcrowded to the point where I feel uncomfortable being out there with so many other people. And the parking area kind of around this South Falls, uh, you know, viewpoint and whatnot is, dare I say, Jamie, it's huge. You can fit a lot of cars in that spot and by effect, a lot of people. I went on a Monday, like I said, I think late afternoon and got really lucky. The forecast wasn't uh, kind of that 10 out of 10 beautiful spring day. It was you know, something less than that. I don't remember exactly, but you know, I was able to, to sneak out there and get pretty lucky crowds wise. So what would you recommend? We've talked a lot about hiking at odd hours and a lot about hiking during the week. I assume uh, your recommendation would be the same for Silver Falls here. Yeah, exactly. I think like you did, Jim, you, you know, hiking during the week on a weekday is the best thing you can do. Um, Silver Falls or anywhere else for that matter. I like to go, you know, in the morning time, uh, I think going in the afternoon is a, is a good way to sort of beat some of those early morning crowds. And it, it's going to depend, too, on what the weather looks like. If it's a cloudy day, you're going to see fewer people out anywhere, but especially at a place like Silver Falls. Mm-hmm. Although I will note, you know, we'll talk about photography tips again, like you said later, but cloudy days for photographers are sometimes better when you're taking pictures of waterfalls. That said, I mean, look, when you talk about, you know, weekends are always going to be busy. Nice days in the spring and the summer are always going to be busy. Silver Falls just looking at the crowd numbers at that state park as a whole, um, for the last year that we have on record of 2019, they had more than 1.2 million people visit Silver Falls over the course of that year, which is a lot. <laughs> That's a lot compared to other state parks. So that makes it one of the busiest state parks in Oregon. So, you know, it's hard to really go there and not expect there to be any other people at all. You know, this is not a park that you're going to have all to yourself pretty much ever. So I think you always have to go with some expectation of there being other people around needing to navigate through others on the trail or find parking. But like you said, Jim, the people who run Silver Falls, they know this already. Mm -hmm. And that parking lot is huge. And there are other parking lots you can go to as well. Other places to access the park around there. So, you know, there are ways to get around it, but you can't expect there to be no other people at all when you're there. Very much so. And I guess to hone in on a little bit of the majesty here, Jamie, uh, being able to walk behind some of these waterfalls, uh, I, I can't remember a situation in extremely recent memory here where a trail kind of overachieved so much was so much better than expectation for me. I kind of had, and Jamie, I'm sure you're familiar with this, kind of the goofy, like, holy crap, this is cool grin going on. You know, it's just like, man, I was taking all sorts of videos for an, an Instagram story that I put together, but was just like, this is so neat. And I recognize that I, again, am, you know, raving about the 90s movie that everyone's seen here. But, you know, was way cool. I was uh, completely stoked to be there. And it didn't hurt, of course, that I really, even more so after talking with you about this, I lucked out in terms of crowds. Yeah, it it is just, like you said, Jim, the passing behind those waterfalls is just so cool. I'm trying to remember, it's been a few years since I've been there, but there are a couple of different waterfalls in there, right, where you you can walk behind them. Is that right? Yeah. I'm tempted to say four. I wasn't counting. I can think of at least one, two, three off the top of my head. There may have been another. 
let's say three or four, but it, it was very, very cool. I felt super lucky to be out there. And I will say that even if there were no waterfalls on this hike, zero, just hiking or running or, you know, however you're moving about the, the trail in and of itself along the river is just an excellent, uh, excellent hike or run as it is waterfalls, notwithstanding. And, uh, yeah, I just really enjoyed myself. What I love about the trail of Tin Falls too, is that it's not like a super difficult hike to do. No. Um, and you've got the length is 7.3 might be a little bit long for people. And there is a little bit of elevation gain as well. Um, last time I was there, I tracked it at about uh, 1,148 feet of elevation gain. So, I mean, there's some stairs, some hills that go up and down sort of into and back out of that canyon. But overall, it's a fairly flat hike. Um, I would call it a moderate hike for people who mm-hmm. do a lot of hiking or do some hiking. It's something that is definitely going to be doable and manageable for you. Um, but as always, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's one of these situations where if you feel like you're getting in a little bit over your head, um, there are some spots where you can turn around and cut that hike a little bit shorter and always just turn around and head back if you get into a situation where you feel like you're not comfortable or you're not safe doing this. Very much so, Jamie. So I feel like we've given a, a pretty good lay of the land here. But one of the things that I think a lot of people are going to be attracted to on this trail specifically is it's a great place to practice waterfall photography. And Jamie, you do a lot of this when you're out, uh, you know, on these hikes for work, uh, writing travel stories, taking photographs to go with those stories, trying to capture, if you will, the essence of the thing. And uh, I've seen a lot of your photos uh, of waterfalls, specifically of and from uh, Silver Falls State Park. What would you recommend for the intrepid photographer? If you're trying to go out and get some beautiful photos of these falls, as many people are, what are some maybe basic tips uh, for folks uh, before they head out? Yeah, well, I think like I alluded to uh, earlier, going on an overcast day is a really, really nice tip to get some pictures of waterfalls. Um when you have a lot of bright sunlight, it makes it sort of uh, – so this really harsh light and deep shadows. And when it goes over a waterfall, you kind of maybe splits it in half or just makes this really kind of strange lighting on it. But when it's overcast, the light is really nice and even, and it's a little bit lower. So those who want to do some long exposure photos of waterfalls, which are pretty popular, that's when you have the shutter open for longer and it gives the waterfall kind of that um, silkier look to it. Um, so if you're into that, it's, uh, makes it a lot easier on overcast days as well. So I'd say, first of all, yeah, go to overcast days. And secondly, if you want to do some of that long exposure photography, if you have a tripod, bring it along with you. That'll just give you the option to be able to do that if that's something you want to do. But, you know, I think people can maybe use that long exposure photography as a little bit of a crutch. So what I like to do is just mix it up. You know, the cool thing about there being so many waterfalls is you can say, okay, this one, I really want to try that long exposure. I think it'll look good from this angle. Or this one, I want to get that really quick shutter speed and get the individual droplets of water. And because you can walk behind them, you can get different approaches, different angles. It's really an opportunity to sort of play around and get these different looks for these waterfalls. I love being there in the spring when you have the green of the foliage up there as a splash of color, or even in the fall when you have the foliage turning yellow and red for the year adds that other really nice splash of color too. So, I mean, just like I say for a lot of outdoor photography, go out there, hike around and play around. Mm -hmm. Try different techniques, try different angles, different compositions. And, you know, by the end, you're going to have pictures of 10 different waterfalls and 
30 different ways. And it's just um, a great opportunity to practice, build your portfolio if you're doing that, or just have fun out there getting different pictures of these really beautiful natural wonders. Yeah, flex those creative muscles a little bit. And I guess before we, you know, move on from uh, the Trail of Ten Falls, I guess I would just like to note that this, as far as I know, is the easiest way here in the Northwest to see a bunch of waterfalls without having to do a bunch of driving, right? So you can go to the gorge and hit, you know, a bunch of waterfalls, uh, you know, through the waterfall corridor there, which is obviously a majestic place to visit and very popular in its own right. But you are going to be hopping in the car, on your bike, or, you know, doing a ton of walking if for whatever reason you chose not to use some other means of transport between them. But this is kind of your densest opportunity, densest waterfall uh, destination that I know of uh, anywhere here in the Northwest and uh, would 10 of 10 recommend it to anyone looking to uh, get into that sort of thing. So all of that said, there is more, of course, to Silver Falls State Park, and we are going to talk about some other ways to enjoy the park, aside from the Trail of Ten Falls, after a short break. All right, folks, we are back talking about Silver Falls State Park and other ways to enjoy the park, aside from the Trail of Ten Falls. So, Jamie, we were just talking during the break. You have been camping as well at Silver Falls State Park. There's, of course, uh, your standard campsites as well as some cabins that look pretty cool. Yeah, Silver Falls has a a fairly large campground. So, I mean, I'm just looking at the, the Oregon State Park's website right here. It says they have 48 electrical sites, 43 tent sites, a couple of group tent sites, a group horse camp if you are an equestrian, oh. as well as 14 cabins. So if you haven't stayed in a state park cabin before, they're pretty basic. You know, they, they sleep, you know, a family is worth of people, um, very sort of limited amenities, but, you know, super nice as well. And a great way to sort of be out there with a little bit more comfort. I stayed out there for one night a couple of years ago, and it was just so nice to be in that forest um, super nice and quiet, being able to stay in that, that beautiful area for the night. I really enjoyed that. The photo of the cabin looks cool. I mean, Spartan, of course, you know, not uh, your glamping experience per se, but, you know, kind of your standard log cabin or wooden cabin tucked out in the woods with a little front porch. You can, you know, sit and eat your meal or whatnot. A nice dose of uh, a little bit elevated accommodation out there in the woods. And then, of course, your standard tent sites, uh, sites for your camper, RV or whatnot. The horse camp, which I did not realize existed out there, which is pretty cool. And that kind of leads us to uh, two other ways that you can enjoy the park. If you do happen to enjoy horseback riding, uh, there are plenty of backcountry trails where you can do so as well as riding mountain bikes too, Jamie. Yeah, there is a, an expansive sort of backcountry section of Silver Falls that, Jim, I have not explored very much myself. Mm -hmm. But mountain bikers definitely like hanging out in that area and exploring those trails. Hikers, of course, too, can explore those areas. I'm just um, looking at OregonHikers.org who um, say that there's a nice eight-mile loop hike back there around sort of the uh, Buck Mountain area in Silver Falls. So whether you're biking, horseback riding, or you want to hike away from the crowds and admittedly away from the waterfalls, there's a lot you can do in sort of this wilder side of Silver Falls. Yeah. And looking back at your previous coverage, Jamie, over 35 miles of backcountry trails 
where mountain bikers uh, and horses are plenty welcome. And then there's also a paved 3.3-mile bike path that runs from the South Falls day use area that we were talking about to a loop near uh, another fall from the Trail of Ten Falls, the Winter Falls. So there are options uh, if, you know, let's say uh, you're looking for a paved path or if you just want to ride your, you know, non-mountain bike on a path that's a little bit smoother. So you got options, basically. And then to round this out here, just the day use area itself is a pretty enjoyable spot. If you simply just, you know, you don't want to do any hiking or you're with folks who maybe their mobility does not allow them to take kind of a, a trail that has decent, you know, up and downhill sections, you can go and check out South Falls, which is gorgeous in its own right. And then just kind of enjoy yourself in a picturesque forest setting, not very far from the parking lot. Yeah, there's plenty to do there at that that day use area. It's a great spot to meet up. And I will say that the Oregon State Parks Department is sort of in the middle of uh, vendors to run both that South Falls Lodge Cafe and it's the big conference center in Silver Falls State Park. So it's kind of a weird time right now. But once that gets um, sort of figured out, I think there's going to be just a whole lot of opportunity for folks to enjoy Silver Falls State Park without necessarily going down into the trail if that's not something that you're interested in doing. For sure. Now, Jamie, am I missing anything? I think we've pretty much covered it here. I think we have, Jim. You know, I I just want reiterating what you said. I mean, the Trail of Ten Falls, if that's something that you can do and are comfortable doing, that's definitely the number one way mm-hmm. to see Silver Falls. Lots of other options if you've already done that before to see other things. And, you know, if you have folks who who want to come and check out a couple waterfalls without necessarily having to exert all of that energy or go through that effort, there's, you know, lots of opportunities to do that as well. Very much so, Jamie. A hearty endorsement from me, preaching to the choir here probably. But folks, go check it out and do so at an off time to avoid the crowds and enjoy yourself. It's a gorgeous time of year to get out there. And uh, I know I had a very good time. So folks, until next time here on the podcast, you can watch our videos on the Oregonians YouTube channel, follow us on Instagram at Peak Northwest, and view all of our travel and outdoors coverage on OregonLive.com slash travel. Please leave us a rating or review if you enjoy the show. And if you want to support this podcast and our local journalism, please consider a subscription to Oregon Live. You can find details, of course, at OregonLive.com slash pod support. This episode of the show was produced by me, Jim Ryan, alongside Jamie Hale and Dave Killer. Stay safe and happy travels, everyone. Until next time, we leave you with this 10 seconds of Zen.